What's up, readers? It's your boy once again. Haven't done one of these in a long time, so I'm back. All right. First things first, the reviews on Apple, they've been great. They've been fantastic. We need some more. Leave a five-star review on Apple. Say, say something about Chris, Chris and the Cats, Sam, Fighting Dragons, whatever it is. Please go leave a review. Please like this video. Subscribe to the channel. There's still about 30, 40% of you, you're not subscribed to the channel. So it would be great if you would do that. The next thing we got here are T-shirts. If you want a T-shirt, go to cashdaddiestshirts.com. All right. No other fake sites. A lot of people you've been, you know, you've been getting these shirts from knockoff sites and the quality is terrible. So go to cashdaddiestshirts.com if you want one. Pick one up. We got some fire designs. And again, we're looking for designs. So if you have any ideas, if you do artwork and stuff, reach out to us. We're very responsive. Uh, do our main account, any of our, our personal accounts, reach out and you will be compensated. It's not for free. We're not just going to steal it. You will be compensated. So if you have an idea, reach out to us. Got a great guest today. Good content coming. Howie's on fucking fire. Sheldon, great guy. Crypto on fire. Shib, Sam drops his nuts on the table. Enjoy this episode, guys. Let's roll the clip. I was on a panel with Jim Rogers, who's a billionaire, that said, listen, you know, prior to Ford and Chevy getting out of the market, there were 500 car makers and a few made it. And that's the way he sees the, these kind of digital tokens. I right. think He's right. they're entraining us to believe <laughs> that it's okay to have digital because the control is going to come down through a major token at some point. purposes only. You'd be an idiot to listen to anything these degenerates say. Invest at your own risk, do research, but seriously don't listen to these ass clowns. Now enjoy Cash Daddies. Welcome to Cash Daddies. We're banking fatties. Hope you guys had a great week. Good investments. I had a wonderful week. I'll get into <coughs> that in a few, but I want to welcome everybody to the show. Welcome to a man with a thousand million podcasts, Lil E, Evan Hand. How are you, Evan? <laughs> I'm fantastic. I'm I'm doing great. I'm busy working. You're a busy man. Just yep. I heard you started your up. own podcast. I'm, What's your own I'm, podcast called? Fuck these old guys. No, I'm thinking about starting my own podcast that centers around old guys called yeah. where I have old guys on and tell me Dude, what the fuck not to do. I'm gonna be honest with you. That is the greatest idea ever. So on Timfall Hat Man, we've been on a nice run. And dude, I'm interviewing nothing but old people, and they are the best conversations, dude. Yeah, because they have knowledge. That's what I'm saying. Like, the amount way, of times, go ahead, Evan, the, the amount of times you guys have told me like you're 23, you're stupid as fuck, you don't know anything, like or called. Yeah, I just like I want to know what you guys yeah. paved the way for me, and then I'll learn, and then the listeners can learn too. So. Yeah, I like someday that. You're gonna dude. have a 23 year old. Someday you're gonna be 50. You're gonna have a 23 year old kid on your podcast, and you're gonna be ripping him 10 times the, the way we rip you. Trust me. You're gonna have a 23 year old wearing a cranberry sweater and just <laughs> wanted. To... <laughs> these guys, these kids, they wear whatever they want now. Cranberry. Cram... cranberry. Uh, with, a really, with a really cool purple laser in the background. Yeah. So Evan, you had man. a good week. Did you have a good week? Great week. Great week. Four deep sports. <laughs> 
Sporting Sports. Chris, uh, Chris Ray. Uh, I'm Chris Ray. Excuse me. Chris Knapp. Uh, I love you very much. I know it's been a, a tough week for you. Uh, all the all the readers sending you nothing but, nothing love, but love, you and your family. Yeah, it, mean, uh, it means a lot. And and I I got to suck my own dick. You know, for me, family is the most important thing. But the readers and can you we guys, just say something yeah. that within two? I I know you're going through some shit, so we're going to give yeah. you a little leeway. But yeah. within two sentences, you said. I'm going to suck my own dick. Family means everything. Okay. <laughs> I was just going to ask, what the fuck does that even mean? Well, what it, what it means is this, um, you know, it's been an emotional time here, but um, family comes first, but I needed to get here today because I needed a sense of normalcy and a break from the routine. So I look forward to you guys. And um, when it's about sucking my own dick is I don't take shows off. Okay. And I've referred to myself as the Cal Ripken of podcasting. And I think that's apt. So I just want to say uh, it means a lot that I can come in so here. So basically, your will the streak will end when Kevin Costner bangs your wife. Is that what's going to happen? Yeah, something like that. But uh, <laughs> my point is, it doesn't matter what kind of shape the field is in. I'm going to be here for you guys and for the readers because I care, and it's a, it's a nice release from the the stress I've had. I've been sleeping four or five hours a night for the last week in tough times, but it's life. But I need to be here. I will say. Um, uh, I need to say that I made a mistake last week and I did the, the cardinal sin that you don't commit. And that's uh, pull pull a call you've been sitting on for three months, uh, three days before it ends. And this was OCGN. And, hold on, hold on. Before uh, you without get calling that, me, without calling me. You just, hold on, hold on. Before you yep. get into this, Howie, yep. how, is, how are you doing? And yep. then we'll get into it. Sure. Howie, how are you doing? Yeah, it was it was probably the most profitable fucking week for the readers since we've been on here. And it was shit that they've been buying over the past six months. Yeah. Stuff just popped this week. It popped. So yeah, it's been a great week for everybody. I except for Neff. No, 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 no. I you didn't fin let me finish. Well, I know, I, was, I know. I, want, I, I was gonna lead quick. up to Howie, who had the best week. I was gonna start low and go high. Okay, I just want I'll get my thing out of the week and then uh -huh. then you guys can uh do fuck touch dicks, okay? Okay. Uh I I had a great weekend. I was in Las Vegas. A lot of us uh, met some readers, a uh, lot of swarm. And I probably had the greatest night of comedy for me, meaning for me, like I've been on other people's shows. Like I did Rogan. I did da I did Toronto. But in terms of me, sold more tickets than I've ever sold. Sold 600 tickets to two shows and celebrated the big 500. Congratulations. Of, um, Tim yeah, Paul hat. Awesome. Big and accomplishment. Couldn't be more thankful. We're five, we're five years in, almost five years. December will be five years, and uh, we're still in the top fifty. That's of, amazing. Uh, I do. So and, and without you a doubt, you told you. me before it's changed your life, and it's been amazing to watch you in this process. Because in, the, in there were points where I was like, he might have gone too far. I don't worry about him. And since we've gotten back and working together with, I was like, no. He's right where he needs to be, and it's a great place, and it's nice to see you in your element and shine. So props to you, because I know you started this with nothing, and look at where it is now. I love how Lil E snickered when we were showing each other love. You snickered. Are you dead because on the inside, you young fuck? Underneath, underneath, we were like, this is really funny. Listen yeah, to Yeah, he's like, oh, I'm wearing cranberry, and I'm judging men. You know what he was doing? You know what he was doing? He was saying, I would call these guys but you know what? I'm a millennial. Lots of beeps today. Right. I don't, like, I don't use like... that word because I am at a higher spiritual plane than no. these guys. Are. No, 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 no. I, I, I laughed because, you know, we time machined and you said uh -huh. you were on mushrooms and then you said you're exactly where you need to be. But 
Neff was the mushrooms. Neff was the voice of God in your head. (laughs) And that's that's what this show does. If God had Neff's annoying voice, you went to fucking eternity. How is he gonna fucking God? What's up with these cats? You're like, oh, is this for eternity? You're gonna talk like this? Think about how brilliant the show is. This show is not about the nose. There is subtext underneath the shows and layers to it. And I'll tell you what, we're gonna get to Howie crushing it real quick. Um, but I had, I blew it on those OCGN calls, but I still had my most profitable week trading week. And I was up 11% for the week, which was glorious to see in part because of uh, some of Howie's picks, some of mine picks, some of E's picks, some of your picks. It just all came together, but I left a shit ton of money on the table with OCGN because I was in a hurry to leave town. And I was like, I cannot carry these calls anymore. I cut them at 90% loss, 85%. And then the next day, boom, it shot up what 25% Howie in two days uh 32 i sold yeah. some up 26 some up 33 yeah it was uh I, yeah. it was the pop and, i've been waiting for and i did do the math on it i would have just broken even so i did take a loss but i was it was a ga- it was a gamble for me and i and i i broke the cardinal rule ride or die and i just decided to pull the plug so i learned my lesson but more importantly you're gonna pull on the plug how exactly more importantly how he's crushing it um, we have these readers that are just DMing him left and right with their, their moves on plug, their moves on OIH, oil's still moving. And Ford, non- Ford is Ford. breaking out of 16, yeah. dude. Yeah. And you know, somebody pushing at 10. Yeah. Remember the Grinch came on and laughed at you at Ford and look at where it's at what $10 it's done now. a share. It's up 60%. Yep. And this is just amazing fundamental training on your part. And so many people are blowing up your inbox saying, what am I supposed to do? So I would like you to tell them what you think they should do with plug. Uh, plug, I already told everybody, hold it. And the reason, normally I would have said sold it. I I took some profit. I'm going to say, be honest, I bought it at 24 and I sold some at 33 and I bought it back at 31. Yeah. Um, I hold, and I've showed, Sam, I've showed you my positions. I, I bought the biggest positions probably in my life when it was at 24, 25. Uh, and when it hit 33, the news came out. Morgan Stanley out- upgraded him to an outperform and gave like a four-page summary why. And they put a $40 price target on it. I'm happy with that. I think everybody should hold it till at least it hits 37, 38, which isn't that far away. That could be next week. Who knows? I hope not. Yeah. Um, but the, again, you will always say there's no problem taking profits. No, no. I had a couple guys sell it at 33 and change. Uh, and they're probably going to buy it back this week. And I said, that's just, just a smart move. If you're not afraid, if you, you know, and that's all a tax situation, whether you bought it in or out of IRA, I had one guy, uh, that sent me his IRA and he had six figures. He had low six figures of plug. Uh, when I first pushed it at 24, he bought more at 26 and, uh, his figured out quarter of a million dollars he bought it's up shit holy crazy like, wow oh, so we, we've got some pretty big bangers so, that are, that and then are, i got other guys that have you know they bought three hundred dollars worth and it's the yeah. same amount of percentage dudes yep. i got kids that are 26 years old that started iras three months ago and they're up 30 percent in them and i mean this is yep. these are the kids that are going to be millionaires someday yeah, because they're uh, starting young, which is what we didn't do. Yeah, and, man. It's, it's and that's what we preach preach over and over again. And Sam, not to downplay you whipping out your dick and saying, I'm all in on SHIB. A lot of people are like, is he buying at the top? Um, what's your position looking like right now on SHIB? 
Well, you know, uh, I instantly bought. I told a lot of people to buy. I still believe you should buy. I still believe you should. If you got, I know it sounds nuts, but if you got like three K sitting around, try to bump, try to get to a hundred million of this thing and hold it. <laughs> and I know it sounds crazy, but I, I think there is a play here. And I'm going to say something completely crazy. And Howie, you could totally tee off on me. I get it. I only have instincts and I follow these instincts. If I'm these guys in Shibu Inu, right? And I see that if I get this thing to a penny, I get this thing to a penny and it's going to be real hard. But if I get this thing to a penny by burning off trillions of these things, I could create more millionaires than anything ever in the history of fucking mankind. It sounds a little dick hardish to me. Yeah, uh, I could somebody... go. To, I could go to Vegas and play a seven-game parlay. Right. And put a grand on it, and right. I could do the same thing. But they've Let's already done it. Burn them. I'm just telling you, man. I'm just telling you. If you're looking at a three thousand dollar, I'm not saying if you're struggling, you got nothing. This is not like a turn and burn, smash and grab. This is like buy it, sit on it for fucking a couple years. I'm not even kidding. And it's I know it's wow. bad advice. Well, and it yeah, sounds it is, like bad advice. Sam, Sam, it is bad advice because somebody said, you know, I listened to the week uh, po- previously and they said, I ran the math and they said, Shib, if Shib gets to a penny, it's worth like 10 times Bitcoin. So that's not going to yeah, happen. There's, there's uh, one I'm telling you, brother, I have belief they're going to burn off a shit ton of these so, coins. So let's just talk about, but, look, if you have some fun money, if you have money that you want fun to money. Choose. That's yes. right. Fun, fun money. money. If you got money that you want to fuck you money. Yes, money. Like you know what? I don't care if I make money or lose money. That's what you do. How about I? I'll need to put up your shit money. How about that one? Not really fuck you money, but I'm gonna put up your that, shit. Money. You know what that sounds like to me? Denial money. That sounds like I'm in <laughs> denial money. <laughs> um, so that's my opinion. I know I could be wrong, and uh, listen to these other guys. Uh, they're a little bit better at that than me, but I'm gonna tell you, dude, I have this belief. Let me know when I can go on my right. let me know when I can go on my 30 second bone to pick rant. Just let me know when it's okay. 30 seconds. Right. What do you want to get countdown? I think it's time right now. Three, two, two one. one. I, all right, while, I'm, while I'm going off, uh Evan, could you please pull up the article that was repost reprinted today? Uh-huh. You got it? Yeah, I'm pulling it up right now. All right, it was reprinted today. Now, here's what I want to say. Who's that? The wanna, devil? Can I can I get this going, Chris? Yes. That 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 could be the devil. Now, I've gotten tons of tweets. Uh, one of them is from a guy, R.A. Hexican. You sound like a genius. How he needs to respect the Dick Hart. So listen, his name's not Dick Hart number one. His name's Dicky Schuler. Okay, and if you read about him, the guy was sued numerous decades ago for all kinds of shady activity selling ads. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you want me to respect Dick Hart, I can't respect a low level Amway, man. And I want all you hexakers or whatever the fuck you call yourselves. Just listen. Yeah, listen to me clearly. Read this article that was reprinted today. Um, okay. If you got, again, if you got a few hundred dollars, you don't care about losing, stake it. Or in other words, stake in this dictionary means you're probably going to lose it. Um, stop with it. Look, I hope you make money on it. I really do. Would I invest a penny in this thing? No, I wouldn't invest in Amway. 
This is the closest thing that you could call a Ponzi scheme in the world. Uh, the, the amazing thing is when you read his disclaimers, when you read Dick Schuler's disclaimers, they're amazing. He never ever comes out and promises the 40% or, or tells you it's an automatic gain. He's just bought, he, he bought a cheap lawyer just to write it up so that when, it, when, when he does get sued, he can say, I never promised you guys anything when I took all the money and pulled the rug out from under you, which is going to happen. People. By the way, wasn't Dickie Schuler the sixth member of the Rack, Rat Pack? I don't know if that, that name was, seems familiar. Schuler, but I mean, listen, man, there's no arguing this. There's no respect. You guys you're are taking a risk. You are, you're following a guy that literally walks around looking like a crackhead in a clown suit, man. This guy looks like the Joker's stepchild. I mean, are you kidding me on this? And for the record, uh, Hex has gone from what forty-five cents to twenty-eight somewhere around. Yeah, there not doing, not doing too hot. I don't know where it is, but so oh. you guys still in? Are you I'm still, still in? in? I'm staked. Oh, uh, you're staked. Uh, I'm fucked. It was free. Oh. It, it was free money. It was free money. It was free money. I just want to say, look, this podcast <laughs> is about helping people. It's yeah. about helping people to yeah. build their net worth. If you got a few dollars you want to throw in it, fine, go ahead. I wish you the best. Oh. But when I consistently see these little infomercials, this weekend we're in Boise, Idaho. Come on out. Uh, Martha oh, wait, he's Butter, in town? He, I think he went there. Listen, when you buy a stock, they don't go around the world begging you to invest in it. They Hex is unbelievable. It's like talking about their conventions. Club. Yeah, their it's conventions. Like put money in it, and you can buy a nice rapist man like Henry did last week for his uncle Johnny. I literally saw that shit. Wow, you know what? I a lot think of beepins in this show. No, tonight. no, no. Raper I van? think I think that's going to be the clip of the week. I think you can clip count on week. that. It's clip of the week. Raper uh, fan. Listen, okay. I'm a, listen, and I'm not. I, I, look, I could be wrong. I doubt it. I'm 99% doubt it. Yep. I just, I've talked to people that know this game. I've talked to people that have looked into this stuff. And guys, don't stake shit. Don't, here, here, Howie, don't stake anything, man. Howie, your points are valid. There is a checkered history uh, with, with Richard. And there is also a, a high level of risk. And I will preach to what every, every person I've said many times. Do not over leverage yourself into any one position. And I hear this time and time again. People say I'm all in on hacks and I just cringe. <sighs> It's just, I wouldn't be all in on anything in, in life. So it's something you need to consider. You do have a valid point and there's a lot of word on the street is they want to get you uh, in a uh, sit down with him and we could go to town. I'd watch it. Um, it. Maybe that's something we could, we could put up. We do have a lot of hexagons that are invested in it. I respect their right to invest, but I also respect your opinion. And you're saying there is a inherent risk element in investing and this is also a higher risk asset at the moment and that's all right Ari Heskin how he needs that's to Ralph Ganestein how he needs to respect Dick Hart number one that's not his name if you look it up and you see when he got sued and got in the hot water for doing very similar shady shit that's not his name man his name's like Dickie Schuler. So who the hell knows? They got, but I mean, the, do you guys he, think Howie would be this mad if I hadn't <laughs> taken him for th his three hundred dollars worth of uh, of hex? He'd be happy. <laughs> He'd be Listen, like, I love it, bro. I I'm love glad it. you love made it. money. I'm glad you made money. And well, if you made, if you've made money trading hex, I will hug you. You're a genius. I love you. 
but don't talk about this steak shit. All yeah. you're doing is you're fueling the Ponzi. You're keeping it going, which is why they're going to city to city. Because when that thing starts to drop and they don't influx more money, baby, it's going to. Are you saying Dickie Hart is a carny? Because that's what it kind of sounds like to me. He looks like a carny man with the suits, that guy. I mean, he plays the part. And if you read, the most amazing thing is if you read, if you look up in Webster's Dictionary (laughs) and that's in that article, and I thought it was funny as shit. Uh, the, the actual definition of hex, mm-hmm. look it up, man. It's like bad luck, uh, things <laughs> bad will come on to you. Um, that's exactly what it is, man. So I think this guy did this as a joke. Oh, I think, I think, I think Dickie. Wah, Hart, wah, wah. It is, uh, if it's, if it's used as a verb, it's to cast a spell on or to bewitch. Yeah. Are we all just forgetting the term hex all of a sudden? It could also be hexagon, which is a six-sided object. No, it's hex. Sides. It's not hexagon. It's hex, okay. which means Dicky put the spell on all. Dicky put the four. spell on you. Okay. Well, let's let's move Dick on. Dick spells. Let's move on because That's I what Evan puts things. on the ladies of upstate. <laughs> Dick spells. I got two things I got to bring up. Um, we take all of our criticism ballot around here. Oh but no! Word oh, on the street. No. Word on the street is we got called oh, out by the okay. bank spankers. They go by the bank spankers. And E, if you don't mind pulling it up, uh, I would like to uh, let our readers know what we're up against. I think they want to start a turf war or like a Jets shark thing. Uh, they say, ha, ha, ha. This was Patty was on the show. I love it. By the way, we're trying to catch fake beef with Cash Daddy's pod. Tell those guys to go suck it if you talk to them again. And then they're here. It says Cash Daddy's pod. This is a direct shot fired. We think we are funnier than you. We're definitely more knowledgeable. <laughs> Want to catch beef with the spankers? First of all, that is the worst uh, written sentence in the English language. Discuss amongst yourselves. We're coming for you. Well, you know what? I have discussed it amongst ourselves. <laughs> By amongst ourselves, I mean me and my brain. And I'll tell you what, <clears throat> we are the cheers of financial podcasts. What does that mean? Nothing... We were big in the 80s? Nope. And what that means is you're nothing more than Gary's old town tavern and good for one episode every three years because you're a fucking afterthought. Thoughts? Care to discuss? Want to catch beef with the spankers too? Where are we going to do this? Who like is, who, this gay pride week? Who are you fighting? Who Me? are you fighting, Don Quixote? Who are you fighting? <laughs> the the bank spankers. Uh, the bank spankers. Uh, I'm just I'm just saying. Do we take this as a legitimate threat? Well, okay. Let me ask the other guys in the show. What do you think th- the possibilities is some Andy Kaufman shit and Chris <laughs> Neff started the bank spankers to get in a fight with himself? It's his burner. Yeah, it's he his burner it. account. He's fighting <laughs> with himself. These guys, Chris all I'm Neff saying, is the president of the bank spankers. All I'm saying is we're gonna have to go deep cover on this if we're gonna respond. And we're going to have to get caught up on their episodes. We're going to have to track their trades because if in fact they have any data that we can track, I want to go into this war prepared. That's all I'm saying. Shots fired. I think they, we have a they, bigger they, army. They, they drew first blood, not me. Yeah. Okay? Is this That's a big group, Evan? Is this um, a big? I think they have about 142 followers. Okay. But here's the thing. Jesus and Sam, Now, God damn it. Sam will attest to this. We're not blue check markers around here. Okay. What are you grabbing <laughs> kids off the short bus in kindergarten yeah. and trying to beat the shit out of them? What the f- All I'm saying is, all I'm saying is, we need to keep our eyes peeled and be vigilant. What if somebody takes a, a shot at one of us in physical? Uh, you've lost your mind. I get shot at every day by the uh, re- uh, hack. 
Erexicans or whatever you call them. Okay. Okay. Two more things I got to bring up. Um, uh, did you guys hear uh, Squid Game has its own token? That didn't take long. I figure Sam's already got a position. No, I don't, but it's smart. I mean, like, you know, you know, you know, see a mediocre, mediocre dog it's shit up. that Hollywood's putting out. Yep. Korea just came and dropped the hammer of the fucking kimchi on us. Okay. And it's a great show. I mean, it is a continuation of Netflix low frequency stuff like murder and violence. And- yep. And, uh, but it is well done. It's well done. And on that note, um, I want to give a shout out to my friends because they are trending on Netflix as, Netflix as well. They uh, created a show called Made. It's uh, right behind Squid Game and the rankings. My close friends, Colin McKenna and Molly uh, uh, Metzler, they created this show. Um, it's a huge, huge thing that they've been working on. They shot it in Vancouver. They adapted the book. I am five episodes in and blown away. It's quality television. It's called Made, so do check it out. Um, and then lastly, on a financial note, Kathy sold out on, that didn't sell out, but we got a bunch of DMs. Kathy sold all her coin, meaning Coinbase. And then I think two days later, it popped up 8%. And I want to reiterate to people, she's trading on large volume. She, she needs smaller margins to make these trades. So I don't want everybody to just flip out when they see these big headlines because they need to realize head funds move major amounts of yeah, money. but on that note let's be very clear <laughs> over the past year the s p the dow jones in the nasdaq over the past year have kicked her ass she is down so much compared to those year to date year year to date meaning 2020 no correct. no 365 days not year oh. to date okay not year to date over the last year uh, she has gotten her ass handed to her. She's just made a lot of bad calls. She did really well during that tech boom, which everything did. Um, and she's having a tough time right now, man. It's like, it just seems like every trade she makes just is the wrong trade. Um, and, and if you look at ARC, ARC's trading at 115 down from 160. RK or ARCW? ARKK, ARC Innovation ETF. Um, yeah, it's, it's 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 taken a beat, and, and she's and now here's another thing. She's still even with this going down. She her what is her largest holding? I think is Tesla. It I is. Think it, it is. is. Which also reports this week. We have earnings reports this week. this week, and I want to talk about that quickly. Tesla has had a humongous run up. You have not heard how we say once to short it or buy puts, mm-hmm. but I'm about to. Oh, oh shit! On. Don't go on. Save this. Save that after our fucking killer interview that we're about to do. Yeah. Can we get to that interview real quick? Let's get, okay. I, I love uh, this interview. It was great. It's uh, my good friend, Sheldon Anderson. Uh, I, I, we did stand up together. We took improv class together. Uh, he's a G. I love him. And I, I thought it's one of the best interviews we've ever done. It was engaging and, uh, you know, he really fit in really well. So uh, without further ado, please enjoy our interview with Sheldon Anderson. Wow, super excited uh, to get into this today with a good friend of mine. Uh, he's a stand-up comedian, financial advisor. He's, he's a, he's really is the Swiss army knife of just life, bro. Just life. I've known this guy for a long time. I think it was Second City we were in. I can't remember if it was Second City or Groundlings. But uh, he's a good friend of mine, and he's fucking crushing it. I'm so excited you could come join us here on Cash Daddies. Please welcome my good friend. Sheldon Anderson, how are you, buddy? Ripley, you are. Did I tell you this? I haven't told you in such a long time how much I fucking love you. 
<laughs> Just, I'm telling you, when we were in we were in Second City together, and this was, you know, who was in front of us? It was drunk history. He was like, the, the Derek Waters was like right ahead of us, and I was like, you know, Derek Waters is pretty funny. Hashtag fucking multimillionaire. Just <laughs> well, that's because you guys were doing a mime routine, and that was past its prime. I'm sure. <laughs> no, we were great. You guys do the rope. We did everything. I remember we almost went nuts on our teacher because he told us uh, L.A. Second City will never be as good as Chicago Second City. I'm like, you're the fucking minor leagues, asshole. You guys all move to see us and hang out with us. Fuck Chicago and your deep dish pizza, even though I love Chicago. But we were like, I, I almost walked out of class. I'm like, dude, we're L.A. You're Chicago. You're telling oh, yeah. us we're the little leagues. Get yeah, the you fuck know out of here. You know, it was worse than that. When I graduated, we had this, you know, the big show and everybody was there. It was a pretty packed crowd. And then Ryan Stiles was there and he was, and Ryan Stiles was like, oh my God, this guy's like really one of the best guys in improv. So he's like, hey man, drink a beer with him. You were pretty good, dude. You're pretty good at that stuff. So what do you want to do with it? And I was like, you know, I don't know. I'd like a job doing improv somewhere. He looks at me dead and fucking stares me right in the face and goes, there are no jobs doing improv. (laughs) Yeah, it's called bartending. It's called bartending. So me, Sheldon, we had a friend named Rami, who was also a stripper, then then became a mom in Texas. Oh, shit. Who is the, there was a Jewish chick who loved you. Also a stripper, Uh, meaning you were also a stripper as well? No, she did improv with us and stripped. Oh, okay. I thought it was like, and also a stripper as well. Like I was, I did strip time. one time. That's a different story. When nerds like you. Chris hear the word stripper, their mind goes blank. They can't think anything. They see a pussy hole in a fucking rabbit hole. Just- you should have seen when we had a, a, a OnlyFans girl on it. We, dude, people were like, could you not like do that packages. anymore? Yeah, do you remember you Tripoli, one time times. you told me, you told me, Sheldon, I feel like I'm running the boom mic on your sex show. <laughs> oh, that's what I wanted to tell the story of. So Sheldon and I graduated and we had three, there were three chicks. There was another one. I can't remember the third chick was. She was, a, she was, on, she was Cokehead. That's all. No, I- so it was Ra- Oh yeah. It was Cokehead, Rami, and the Jewish chick who always would tell us about big dick she was getting, right? So we will all go out, right? And, you know, I got six inches. I'm proud of it, dude. You know, I mean, I put it out there. Hey, if you got a wide set, I'm not your guy. Go find somebody else, all right? We need pieces that fit here, all right? So I throw (laughs) that out there. But Sheldon's got a hog on him, just a giant hog. And I knew that because he would probably tell me every time I hung out with him about how big his dick was. I see what you did there with hung out. That's good. (laughs) So, so... We were all going out, and I swear to God, it was me, Sheldon, three chicks. I might as well have been the fucking invisible man in this fucking conversation because nobody talked to me the whole time. They were just three chicks on it. I just, I just might as well have been the boom mic guy. <laughs> so did Sheldon bang all three, and uh, you made your first point, porn? I'm sure. At some point, maybe. I, I banged the best ones. I yeah. mean, you know, whenever there's three girls, you got to pit the two hottest ones against the one. So you always aim for number two. I never told you this story because I used to run spring breaks in Mexico. You remember that, right, Tripoli? Yes. So I learned a lot when I was running those things, which was you you, <laughs> you pit people against each other. If you want to get the hottest one, you pit them into two separate groups. Then you go for number two or three, get number two or three to fight. They weaken, number one takes over, you fuck the hottest one. Well, since Sam opened the door, we will ask, because it's a question we ask of all our guests, just how long is your hammer? 
Oh, you you asked that of all your guests? No, we, we literally don't. We, we've never transitioned any guest. Any guest never. Chris Neff is a tranny wonder, man. He's sitting yeah. there with full wood under the table. Let him do it, dude. Sheldon, Sheldon, Chris. we'll let you measure from uh, the ring, too, so you can add that in. <laughs> no, he doesn't have to. Guys with big ones don't. Guys with big ones just measure. Guys with, like. One what, more, I mean, it, they go from nine? their ankles, right? Like you, nine? you use poundage. It's three pounds. Let's just stop. It gets three pounds. Three That's pounds? Time out. Three is pounds? It, Holy is shit. Truck. Is it nine? Is like a nine inch or is it like a tuna can dough dick? I need to know they're, what I'm getting into. <laughs> you're talking about this. Wait, you're not getting anything, Chris, because I fuck chicks. So take it easy, you <laughs> nerd. The fuck? Hey, it, Sheldon, if you if you want to disrespect the show and not give the inches, that's hey, fine. It'll be the hey, first time in cash that This is the financial history. show. Yeah, not like let's push Chris like, closer oh, yeah, to becoming talk a about woman. Stocks, not cocks. You fucked <laughs> We don't call him Chris. We call him Fleshlight. That's his name, Fleshlight. Okay. By the way, how so, much shit is in Chris's background? Is that, is that like a drum set or is it a fucking tiki bar? He's fuck in a bunker. That? He's in a bunker. And boys, Chris is ready for everything. Yeah. Fucking Mexican birthday parties, Christmas, Armageddon. Is osmosis machine? What is that behind him? I'm at my mom's house. and there's What a is COVID, it? I'm at my mom's house in Boise. There's a huge COVID outbreak. And I'm in the pantry with all the supplies that are stashed up. Uh, you should be proud of me, Sam. I am not at all. Yeah. Um, so Neff, I mean, enough of this talk, uh, mm -hmm. you guys can DM each other about yeah. roots. Okay. I want to get in Sheldon. Sheldon's of course great you do. Too. Sheldon, uh, Sheldon had a kid a long time ago and Sheldon taught me a real good lesson. And Stop that is it. do not knock up the daughters of billionaires. That's what I've learned. Do not knock up the daughters of billionaires because billionaire moms want billionaire babies. <laughs> I was like, Nef, I go, I go, Sheldon, what are you doing? And it's like, dude, crazy town. But that's what happens when you got the golden hammer, dog. The that golden hammer. Was, you talk about a rabbit hole, dude. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, you, you fuck a chick with money and you'll be fucked over for money for the rest of your life. That's it. That's your life, dude. Done. Really? Why? You were so stoked about me. You were like, she's a billionaire? You're set, you're set. I'm like, yeah, I'm set. Bent over getting her hammer. Nightmare. How, how did it happen? How does that happen? I mean, I would think that's a good thing. Yeah, how do you see Because she has a high lifestyle, dude. She wants dude. to okay, Let me ask you this, let me ask you this. Did she, she <coughs> her dad had money or did she personally make a lot of money? Her dad had the money. There's your problem. How old's your boy now? 18. Whoa! Yeah. I am old. Yeah. All right. Well, that concludes this portion of how to lose a guy in 10 days. Are we going <laughs> to talk stocks or crypto? So, Sheldon, uh, so Dane hits me up and D Dane's like, dude, you got to check out Sheldon. He's fucking killing it. So I'm like, I hit him up. I'm like, what's up, buddy? What are you doing? And like, where are you now? And he sent me a picture of where he lives. And so he's crushing it. So and then I go, what are you into now? And he told me, so I, I thought you'd be perfect for the show. And obviously you're crushing it right now on it. So Sean, what are you into? Uh, tell us a little bit about what you do. Not guys, obviously. Well, I mean, uh, I used to be a financial advisor and, and I found out that those guys are like, you know, they'll 60, 40, everybody off into a cliff, right? They'll just tell you 60, 40, 60, 40. Here's the thing that I think instead of financial advice, where they sort of tell people certain things and just convince people of stuff, there should be people that are financial educators, which means that they should literally teach their people, no matter how much money they have, 100 grand, 50 grand, 200, a million, 
teach them exactly where the markets are, why they're there, what's going on, so that the individuals can make their own choices. And that's really what I ended up doing. Uh, I left UBS and Beverly Hills. I went to AIG. I worked with that. I actually worked with Bob Wheeler in accounting for a while. So I've got a background in finance and insurance and accounting. And at still, at, at the end of the day, I was kind of broke. And when I had kids with Vanessa, who wasn't a total fucking nightmare. <laughs> well, this was the second. I'm glad you've worked. I'm glad you've worked through all this anger with your. Oh wait, is this, is, this, is this the second one or the first? Well, one? these are these are the legitimate ones. You got a problem with that? How we do we? No, I'm trying to figure it out. I, I'm trying to figure Shots out. Shots fired. No, no, you got to shut up for a second. Seriously. So, so you started with a billionaire's wife, but you're daughter, not with billionaire's not, daughter, and then he's got his wife. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. So there's two. So you're not with the billionaire's daughter anymore. No. Okay. Well, I didn't know that. Couldn't hold. Couldn't hold that fucking wild horse for eight seconds. Oh yeah. Dude, your life imagine. story. Your life Dude. story sounds like a hall a Hallmark movie, and it just uh, needs to be written. Interesting. I'm gonna leave yeah. half of it out just for time's sake of the show. <laughs> Anyways, here's what happened to me, Tripoli. You know, not listen, Tripoli. Well, we were at Second City, and Tripoli's like, "You should try stand-up comedy." I'm like, "What's stand-up comedy?" He's like, "Oh, uh, you know, I do that." I'm like, "Well, you're funny," and these other girls in the class do that, and I'm like, "Well, they're not." So let me <laughs> let me go to Amy Wintry's show. Just kidding, Amy. Amy's very funny. Not a great stand-up. Just gonna call it shots fired. All right, just is what it's it is. Anyways, call. went to Amy's show, and I was like, "Fuck, man, I do this stuff." So I ended up doing stand-up comedy for a while. And then I got to kind of, you know, started doing road shows and stuff with Dean Edwards and a few other people at Tripoli. Oh, Dean's great. And I realized Love that Love the Dean. top of stand-up comedy, that lifestyle, was very similar to the top of a different lifestyle I'd already led in spring breaks, which was you're kind of lonely afterwards. There's a lot of alcohol and drugs around, and there's random pussy. And I've I'd fucked myself guys. a death hole at spring break, a fucking death hole. It was like, and I wish they would teach this to men in the United States. It was like you fucked your way to the back of the deepest cave you've ever been in. And the whole way along, you're like, oh my God, stalagmite, stalactite. This is so interesting, that glistening. And then when you got to the very end of the cave, there was no escape, no light. It was cold as fuck. And you fucked yourself all the way there. You know what I mean? I that totally was... understand that, dude. Do you know what yeah, I mean? You just, you just literally described stand-up comedy on the road. That's right. You literally, that's what it is. It is. The only stalactites I ever see are on my jeans, for Christ's sake. So, God Chris, bless you. talking about dicks. Chris, get out of your mom's house. <laughs> yeah, you fucking <laughs> All the weekend, I have to come home, and this is the, the punishment. Well, I thought you just lived there. I'm sorry, it's just the weekend. You strike me as somebody who lives there. No, I live alone with three cats in Long Beach. <laughs> yeah, well, pull, pull the butt plug out of your ass so you can have a normal conversation. Jesus Christ. Oh, this is so, anyways... Tripoli, true story. I, I don't know. I've never told you this. I don't know. But I was kind of broke. I had a kid on the way. I mean, I'd been in all these positions around high finance. I knew finance very well. I didn't like the previous positions I'd been, and I didn't know what to do. So what did I do? Well, during the Perseid meteor showers every year, I hiked to the top of a mountain range in the Sierra Nevadas to watch the meteor showers. That's what my jam is. And I take hella mushrooms. Okay? I love this, dude. So I do that every year. So this particular year, in, instead of just, you know, kind of ooh and odd ah and losing myself, the whole hike up, I just thanked God for everything in my life, the whole way. Thank God, thank God, thank for everything. So it was like an eight hour hike of like 
checking my hands, my feet, my kids, my car, my life, my parents, my friends, my lifestyle. Thank God, thank God, thank God. Then massive hero dose. <laughs> because I only wanted to ask God one question. Because I this is what I didn't have the answer to, and that was money. I just didn't have the answer to money. And God said, gold. Huh. Was this oh, the Christ, Christian God or maybe Abraxas or anybody? Well, I, I, I play th pray through Jesus Christ, but I imagine God is probably multi-platform. I okay. pray through all of them. I wake up in the morning and there's a Buddha above the toilet. I rub his head. I pray to him. I go out because my girlfriend's Muslim. She's usually on the mat. By mat. the way, that's not a Buddha above the toilet. Just call your stomach. No, it actually is. Uh, <laughs> it actually is a Buddha. And I go out, she's Muslim, she's hitting the mat. I send one in at least early morning. And then I go right over to Mary. I pray to Jesus. I pray, because you fucking, you never know, man. I pray to like four of them. Oh, it strikes me that you're sort of passively shitting on religion, no pun intended. Uh, not usually, no, because I have coffee after I pray to Buddha. So, you know, about it, and after I send one in. Um, while she's facing Mecca. I, 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 I totally relate to everything you're saying, Sheldon. Uh, somewhat to what Howie's saying, but definitely what uh, you're saying, Sheldon. I had a shroom uh, experience as well. Uh, I decided, I just started uh, Tim Fall Hat, and some fan sent me chocolate shrooms. And at that point, I'm like, I'll eat anything. Fuck it. And I, I had them, and I decided to go to uh, K-Rock's Acoustic Christmas. And Cause they had, um, they had a cup, they had uh, run the jewels. They had profits of rage. They had, uh, all the, uh, a, a bunch of great bands. Offspring. Yeah. Your favorite. I, I ate the shrooms and like, I mean, cause I was in really kind of weird places at that point and hand to God, I hear a voice that said, you're exactly where you need to be. And I never worried about my career. Ever yeah. Those were the police when you were sitting in the back of the car. No, no that that, was, I was not. I was sitting there rocking out the that how you know how high I was. I was rocking out the 30 seconds to Mars. That's how high I was. I was like, this guy gets it. Dude. So and legitimately I, after that, I knew a buddy named Damon who had a place in the Pacific Palisades where he sold gold. He used to go to my comedy shows. I knew him through a friend of mine, Triana, who was a stripper comic. You remember Triana Gamaza? I don't know if you know her. She was a stripper comic. Did she suck too? No, she was funny. She was, she was on, she was good, but you know, she was, she had a different path. So well, Sheldon, explain the gold part. Go ahead. Yeah. So I, I went and met with him and uh, he hired me that day. And I, I looked at his business plan. I said, you guys are, you're not attacking the right money here. You're going for just low hanging fruit. You should be looking at retirement accounts, you know, because what I do now is I work for the largest gold firm in the country. I'm a top guy at the firm. And what we do is, we get a thousand people, maybe a month or 2000, they call us each individually. They cycle the leads through. I got 50 people underneath me that work through the leads. And then when they have somebody that, you know, has money and interest and stuff, they talk to me. And then I walk them through where the markets are. I walk them through. I mean, I could go over the stock market and bond market and anything you wanted right now, but and anyways, they end up diversifying and protecting by pulling funds out of an over leveraged, overvalued defaulting system, which is where it's going to be. Well, how much what percentage of gold do you tell them to buy out of their portfolio? What's that? What percentage out of their portfolio do you tell them to put money? I, I don't tell anybody. I just, everybody's different. I walk them through asset allocation strategies and they yeah. choose. Yeah. I, I tell people, and I've been pushing this shit on this show for months. Uh, 
I told Sammy Boy to buy AU, which is a beautiful gold fund at 15. It's up to almost 19 now. But I tell I tell clients that you should have at least at all times eight to 12% gold. Mm -hmm. uh, I think so, because when we do get this correction, that's the only hedge I know, one of the few besides a few bonds uh, and some fixed income, gold's gonna go up. It's gonna go up. When equities go down, gold's going up. Are so, you a financial advisor? I worked at Morgan Stanley for 10, uh, nine years. And you still, you still have clients, customers? I, I, you know what? I have, I have clients that I had for 10 years and they've just, I've kept in touch with them for the past 20 years. I still do advise, um, along with another guy that I sold my book to who's still at MS. Um, so yeah, it's something I've kept up on and shit with this podcast now. Yeah, you're getting like 50 DMs a week. More than that. Last week, I got I'll like 75. A summary of where I'm at with customers. Like if I could just tell people kind of what to do, but everybody's different. I do something different. I, I deliver physical gold and silver. So we're not buying ETFs. Like with I love that, dude. I love, I got, I buy physical gold. Right. So we want something that there's no counterparty risk in, which means you own it, you control it. It doesn't default. It doesn't go bankrupt. It's yours. Right. And so if you look at 08 as an example, 08 was a debt crisis. They call it a subprime housing market crisis, but the housing market, the houses themselves didn't do shit. It was the debt that was used to finance the houses that was repackaged up. Leverage. And then it was sold into the stock market. And then that counterparty risk blew a stock market up, sort of like um, building seven, right? It, it was detonated charges, right? Whoa. Yeah, there we go. There Whoa. we go. Yeah. Do you have any thing. proof of that? Yeah, I yeah, do, dude. Physics, I <laughs> yeah, sorry sorry I, sheldon i'm taking it personally because my middle name of my cat is 911 was not an inside job it's, <laughs> it's, i i got personal my bad all right well people forget that uh, they love science so much but apparently they've forgotten that physics is science and 3500 you know, architects and engineers have signed on to it but you know trust the science neff anyway <laughs> So anyways, so Carter. so you're also a structural, okay, structural okay. It's engineer, a as a well as an improver, as well no, as a financial. I just follow 3,500 architects and engineers <laughs> and 6.87 seconds of a 48-story tower that fell to the ground. But, you know, you run a little ease, like oh, I gotta get this tonight, <laughs> and five days of Tommy G too. <laughs> <laughs> Insanity. Now, if you live by yourself with cats, just stop <laughs> sucking on their fucking fur balls. <laughs> Jesus. I prefer to refer to them as three pussies. So yeah, well, that's all you get. So good luck. <laughs> uh, that's the best. So Sheldon, go back in the gold because yeah, I'm you loving challenge this. the facts. It is what it is. Don't challenge the facts. Yeah, it would be a <laughs> different it would be podcast. a different show. Different, different podcast. Different podcast. No, it's not. I'm using it as an allegory. You're the one that took the bait. I'm talking about control. I'm talking about counterparty risk and repack. No, okay. So what what you're getting into, because I'm stupid. Okay, I flung first grade, but basically. What happened was Goldman Sachs got everybody to invest in this real estate portfolio, fully knowing it was going to crash and burn. And then they, they took out insurance on it. So when it did crash, they made a lot of fucking money. So they, I mean, to me, they just completely and utterly broke every rule of business. I mean, it's just like, 
you can't tell your clients to invest in something you know it's going to fail because you're taking because you have insurance out. I mean, it's like I don't know about that. I don't think it was insurance, Sam. I think they probably had puts or shorted it. Well, here's are, we talking, are we talking about Larry Silverstein here? Or are we talking? No, we're else? talking about Goldman Sachs. Okay. No, but here's the thing: you actually can. I'll tell you why. Nobody went to jail. Yeah, one hundred percent. So you actually can. So, th- so what I say is, in 08, you had ten months of interest rates at zero. So, what are zero interest rates? That what does that incentivize do? Imagine a credit. Card. It was more free money. That. It's credit. Right. Okay. So imagine a credit card. The banks have it. The, the the government has it. Everybody has it. But in 08, they had it for just 10 months. And then they raised interest rates up to five and a quarter percent. And the raising of that interest rates made, made that variable loans couldn't be repaid. And then the loans started to fall 30, 60, 90 days. And then it was like- well, a time, out, time out, interest rates didn't go to five and a quarter. You're just talking about the, uh, the mortgage rates went to five and a big, right? Interest yeah. rates did. Okay, all yeah. right. Because uh, then, well, so, th- so basically the summary is you have 10 months of 0% interest rates. It creates a debt bubble. The debt bubble goes, it can't be repaid because people defaulted because this was just in their home loans. And it took down a couple of banks and it dropped the stock market 37% in 10 days. Okay. So you had the 08 crisis, right? In the next 18 months, gold went up 187%. Silver went up 450%. So, you know, Howie, to your question, what percentage do I tell my customers or whatever to get into? I don't. But if you had a 10-month period that was cheap interest rates, it created a debt bubble, it broke down, and gold and silver went up, let's say, 200%. Okay. Now we've been in it for 12 years. And the debt is exponential. Right. So, And nobody can comprehend it. We're all talking trillions of dollars. Like, we know what a trillion dollars is. Like, it's common language. No, it's off the fucking rockers. Gonzo. Why don't we, for uh, illustrative purposes, why don't we pull up the 20 year chart on gold just so we can? Yeah, because here's it. the thing. Here's what we got to say because this isn't the first time gold's gone up 120, 108%. Shit, in what, 78, 79, 80? I think it went up like 250. No, in, in the 70s, a good point because a lot of people are talking about how this is a stagflation type thing, which means the economy slows down or declines and inflation kicks up. Gold went up 7x, so 700%. Yeah, yeah, way more. Yeah, yeah. It was way so, up. Sheldon, if you don't mind me asking, you know, the Fed comes out and Powell's been preaching that this is uh, transitional, this inflation. I personally don't believe it is. What is yeah. your take on our current inflation situation? Well, first of all, you, the, the government fucking lies to you on everything. So yeah. why would he say it? I mean, it's, of course he's a liar. And of course he has to say transitional because it's showing up quickly. So you have to say transitional because otherwise people would take because people take advantage of these things way too late. They, everybody knows something's not right. They might not be able to process it, but in their gut, they know something's not right. So if you look at the debt levels, 0% interest rates, then you go back and you try and find a safe place to be. Let's talk about the stock market. The stock market is at a 38 multiple. Okay, so a normal multiple on the S&P 500 is 16.82 or 17. So multiples are called price to earnings, meaning that if a company's earning a dollar, and normally that stock should be worth $17. But right now the broad stock is worth 38. So it's depending on the stock. Depending, yeah. yeah, depending on the stock, not all stocks. No, it's the broad stocks. I'm muting all You're of talking them. about the S&P. It's the adjusted price earnings ratio. I'm not talking about individual stocks. There are some worth 150X, you know, so. But the broad stock market through this measure called the cyclically adjusted price earnings ratio, which is CAPE, C-A-P-E, 
I'm, yeah, I'm familiar. It was developed by Robert Schiller, who ran the Nobel Economics Prize. It's 38 times. So if the stock market is in a bubble, okay, so we'll put that to a side. I'll get to that. I'll come around to that in a second. But the bond market is a huge bubble. So Howie, when you said, hey, I think there's another hedge, it's called debt. This is a debt crisis. You can't own a part of the problem and think it's the solution. If we have a debt problem, you can't own bonds as a solution to that. HSBC says we're going to go through a, a massive default, and that's what's coming. They're going to pull off all the moratoriums. They're going to lift up everything, and who's going to repay the debt? How's it get repaid? Corporate debt was five trillion in 09. It's now 16 and a half trillion. Government debt was 10. It's now 28. It's fucking gone. My only caveat to that is it's yeah, it's difficult to trust hey. a bank that's been convicted of laundering drug money. I don't trust what any of the fucking banks say. I don't even care about. <clears throat> This is the thing. laundering drug money. I don't really give a shit about that. It's like it's fucking capitalism. I'm telling you, man, it's just like they are they are this when they tell you the biggest problem in this country is the Federal Reserve. They are not fucking lying. We're watching this in real time. I've talked about it before the way I mean, we see, you know, Hollywood. Hollywood is in what I call an anti-business fucking model right now nothing that they're doing makes sense if you're running a business to make money they're running an anti-business model they're not trying to make money right now and everyone thinks that's fucking bizarre but yeah. look at it no nobody's watching anything nobody's getting fucking fired and they just keep doing the same thing why because if you go layer and layers above these studios and these networks, you find the same people. And these same fucking people, these groups of people, are all getting bailed out by the Federal Reserve to tunes of trillions and billions and trillions to keep going with this fucking bullshit. So well, now you problem. got Black... Hold on, real quick. Now you got BlackRock buying real estate up at 20% above market price because they're using funny money printed by the fucking Fed. Yeah. Well, yeah, but guess what? At some point, at some point, baby, those prices are going to come down. Who's going to get screwed? BlackRock. Just like Japan got fucked over when they bought yeah, all but, that but now, property back in the 80s. My only problem with that is if, if every time there's an economic crisis, the Federal Reserve prints a gazillion billion dollars well, to bail these guys out, they're you're never going to change. You're preaching <clears throat> to the choir. All right, listen, you're right. We shouldn't have bailed them all out. We had to bail some of them out in 2008 because the market would have gone to zero. A couple oh, of the big goy, not including AIG. AIG fucking didn't deserve a goddamn penny. Uh, but some of those guys had to be bailed out. They did. Uh, but no, you're right. We're, the Federal Reserve is just printing money right now. It's a problem. But this shows for the readers, and, and I want to get back to one thing. In 2010, in 2010, the market was overinflated. It was overbought in 2010. 2013, twice as bad. 2017, three times as bad. So if you're sitting there with your money on the sidelines or you're still sitting in gold or silver at that point and you're not investing 80% equities, you got stuck in the ass worse than everybody. And no, that's not, it's kind of true. I don't disagree with you, but in 09, the multiples were 9X and now they're at 38X. Oh, I know. Listen, you should have been all in. I've Any been saying time, this on the show. Whether the market is fair or undervalued, you should be I know. all in. I, I've been saying this on the show for the past four months. Chris keeps asking, are we going to get a correction? And I keep saying at least 25 to 30%.
In my heart, I think That's, it possibly could be 40 for 50%. In my I'd heart. love to hear Sheldon's response to that because I, I believe we're looking at a 10% mm-hmm. correction max. Way more than that. Uh, well, here's my thoughts on, I mean, yeah, we're going to see a correction, um, but the problem is, is that the bond market is 2X the stock market. So if the stock market's worth 23 trillion, bond market's 45 in the US, right? Yeah. And when the bond market starts to melt down and the capital flows out, because it, it's going to, because it, the interest rates rise, it's going to decimate that. Lack of repayments or defaults are going to decimate that. The dollar declining at rapid rates, people are going to pull out of it and look for higher rates they may, may funnel into the equity market still, and it may push to even higher highs. So wow. that's the trip. I so mean, I think you I, get a correction to maybe 29,000, 27,000. Can you and give us you a percentage for the readers? Armstrong calls the Dow around 45, 50, 60, because the money pouring out of the debt markets will have no place to go. Now, some of it will go into gold and silver, no doubt about it, especially capital that's worried. If we have a contagion, because it's not just the United States. I mean, European, and by the way, Howie, I agree with your premise that we should have bailed out 750 billion. The, the TARP bailouts made sense, but quantitative easing one, quantitative easing two. Quantitative oh, it was bullshit. It was bullshit. Nonstop. And also, Trem, Sam, to your point, that the Federal Reserve leaving interest rates low when they knew that inflation was the system because they have the CPI or consumer price index. They've sucked out what of the consumer price index? They, now, they no longer put in what? Food energy and housing costs. Okay, so as long as I don't live anywhere, eat anything, go anywhere, (laughs) I should not experience inflation, right? So they fucking lie about that. So that's why they can keep their numbers down and keep printing into living. Otherwise, they couldn't- Fuzzy math. They couldn't do it if if interest rates were normalized at 5%. It's fucking gone. And as interest rates normalize, (laughs) because guess what? You can print money forever until somebody stops buying your debt. And the debt is backed by what? Faith and confidence, right? Or faith and credit. The U.S. dollar backed by faith and credit. And don't forget the U.S. military. Okay, well, maybe so. But look at the attacks on that because the vaccinations are going to break that down and they're going to decompartmentalize that. And it's, it's all coming in to what I think is the, the worst crisis of our lifetime. Now, I don't know, Chris, if that manifests in a 20 or 30% drop in equities. You know, I, I know what I play. I'm in biotechs. I'm well-researched in microbiotechs. I mean, I'll tell you one thing I'm in a lot of right now is Enzolytics, which is in a stock about 16 cent trading. Can you give us a a ticker? uh, ENZC. So I'm looking for a, um, they just partnered with the 398th largest company in the world um, to create their their MABs. So uh, it's it's looking really fucking good. I I look at it as a two-year. So I'm also in Purple Biotech, which is PBBT, which has... I have a lot of research on that. So listen, I'm in some, you know, equities, but I'm not in my 401k. I'm not broadly sitting in the stock market, hoping everything's working out. I'm in a cash position. Really? You're sitting on cash in your 401k? Yeah. I can respect that. I I can respect that right now. Respect. I can absolutely respect that right now. And I've, and listen, I've told a ton of, uh, I've gone over so many portfolios in the past week and it's basically, I'm telling them to take profits in things like technology uh, uh, and, and put their money into cash or into AU, which is a gold fund I absolutely love uh, because it's, it's, it's starting to inch up. And when you watch these gold funds start to go up, it's a little bit of a, it's a little bit of a heads up of the future. What's coming, man. I mean, especially when you see huge mutual funds that start buying a little bit of gold, a little bit of silver, 
So let me talk about this for a second because I do this professionally, right? So um, gold to silver ratio is 77 to one, right? So if, if I offered you a gold bar throughout all of human history, I would have to give you 15 silver bars to be in par, right? Right now you get 77, which means silver is incredibly undervalued relative to gold. So I look at like, if you want leverage in stocks, first Majestic, which is ticker symbol AG, um, SLIV, um, gold. Yeah, yeah. We, I mean, we like SLIV. We pushed it. SSILV, not SLV, which is S. So I, you, you're looking at straight ETFs, which are bank-controlled derivatives products. Okay, you know they try and match the spot price. I'm looking at companies that mat that move, like for example, First Majestic, 200 million ounces of silver. So if silver goes up a dollar, two dollars, three, four, ten every time is a multiple of 200 million to their bottom line. And so we're looking for leveraging into, into silver stocks, right? But when, those, when that spot silver goes up, let's say it goes up 10%, SILV, it's, it goes up pretty damn close. <laughs> they, they, they go hand in hand. Yep, great. And, and so if you look at the returns in a lot of these um, stocks that have, like I said, actual silver that they expose 200 million ounces, guys that mine it, they have a leverage of 1.5x or 1.8x, right? Okay. So if silver goes up $5, it might yeah. go up, right? So that's a percentage move greater than the percentage. Plus, I don't really trust the ETFs made by these fucking cunt banks. They can just stop trading, right? They're, you're not owning equity in anything. You just own exposure to a derivative. So I'm not into it because I mean, I've been stopped out of them before. Theoretically, they could. It's never happened. But the theoretically, it could. I missed I just up four two. I fucking love you, Tripoli. I loved it. I'm all into this, man. So real quick, I got two more questions for you because I know you can't be with us all night, but dude, you're crushing it. Uh, real quick. So if, if, if let's say the average guy, we, we really like to help the young up-and-comers, people trying to become independent contractors who, you know, start their own business and all that stuff. That's what this show is about, new people in the market. If they wanted to start getting into gold, what would be your suggestion? Well, first of all, I would say probably get into silver first, right? I think you need to have a position of 5K or 10K in physical silver, but you can't do that unless that's money you can, I think, set aside for a three-year stint. So what I'm telling a lot of people is, if we're saying inflationary pressure and everything's getting more expensive, you got to look at your cash flows. I mean, you have to be cash rich for some period of time. I mean, I like, first of all, starting with the basics. Number one, check your health. Check your health. Take care of it top, through the whole body and through your family. So that means supplements or exercise, you know, kick these fucking shitty habits. That a boy trip, right? Okay. That a boy. So you got to, number one, take care of your health because, you know, there's an attack on health. And so it is what it is. Secondly, I would say you got to make sure that the house is in order. I like guns, whatever. I like storable food and shit like that. So you got to have your basics set. <clears throat> so I think you need, you need you need to be stronger than everybody. My theory right now is if, if the world is going fucking dumb as fuck and wants you to be sick, you should be smart as you want to be and as healthy and in the best shape of your life, right? So you go to the opposite of the world, right? You trend up when the other shit trends down. Then you have a cash position which I, I don't know what your burn rate is, depends on what you're earning, but you know, I want to see a year of cash on hand, right? In the bank. Good advice, good you advice. Know, something like that, a year and a half, because it's going to burn. Own, so you're saying keep a year of cash in the bank? Yep. Or should you keep it in like your, 
your and own Once you start getting thanks. over, let's say, it depends on how liquid you need your cash to be. Your cash once is you start getting over, you know, I, you know, I work with different net worth people. So the guys that you're talking about, I work with them too. Typically, they're looking at somebody that has 25000 in cash and they're wanting to get into gold and silver. They can easily take five to 10 of that, maybe do three in, in gold, uh, seven in silver, right? Do a, do a 75% silver, 25% gold position. Um, you know, for smaller buys, I like a, a Apmex, APMEX.com. They're really clean, very cost-effective. Silver rounds are the best buy, so you buy silver rounds. And the cool thing about silver Okay, is when you say rounds, do you mean coin? Yeah, I mean, it's, so you have bars and you have coins and you have rounds. The government would make a coin, but they'd give you, they'd upcharge you 15%. You don't need to fucking buy the government coin. 9.999 pure one ounce circular units, which are called rounds because of their shape. Gotcha. So those are the clean entry points. In gold, you know, listen, like I said, silver 77 times cheaper than gold. I wouldn't be buying gold unless I knew I was going to have a border crossing and I need to fucking bribe the guy at the border. Because that's when you're going to need the gold. And it's hell it's easy. Like, there you go, dude. There gold, you go. Gold has jumped, man. In the last month, gold's up like 15% in one month. Uh, I mean, not really. I mean, it's, I don't. I look at it different time frames, right? I mean, you know, is. gold has done 11.2% annualized return for 20 years. It's the number one or two performing asset class. During periods of political and economic uncertainty, it spikes. There's not enough gold and silver to go around for this level of political and economic uncertainty. So it will sell out and it will spike most likely. I mean, I don't have a fucking crystal ball. It if it's going to spike and it's going to be like, oh, wait, gold went up 150%, silver 450. So why wouldn't I buy right now 77 times cheaper? That gives me a, if you look at 15 to one versus 75 to one, that's a 5X differential. So my point is for these guys, Sam, you know, a, a percentage starter in, in physical silver. If you can go local, you know, just Google your zip code and Google and there'll be local bu buyers and sellers of silver. Then you have a relationship with those people to sell it back to or Atmex is a good location as well online. Okay, I love that. And real quick, your thoughts on crypto. I like it for trading. So, I mean, like, for example, when Dodge is hot, you everybody's on Dodge, jump on Dodge and get off Dodge when it's not. Shib, the same way. That's how I'm, I'm pronouncing it from, guys, from right? moving on. I don't buy it for a long-term hold. I buy it, I trade it. So I, I buy it, put five grand, go golfing, pull it out of 25. It's easy Good money. Point. Good idea. Good idea. Uh, I... I think it's great. I, I went, I, I bought a big chunk of Shiba and I'm just going to sit on it, dude. Good. I'm just going to sit on it. And I don't see know when you bought it. When'd you buy it? Uh, a, a little while ago. Not that long ago. Okay, so because like, I wanted to stop dropping. So, so, no, it dropped and then went right back up. But listen to me. So this is my whole thing. W rumor is they might start burning off a lot of these tokens. And I'm just going to say this. What I is? just think this is an opportunity for people to get real rich. Now, Sheldon, just so you know, a guy who listened to the show got in at what was it, Doge or was it Cum Rocket? Which one did he go big on? And he walked out with 400 grand. Yeah. Oh, that was, um, uh, we're having the gentleman on the show. He actually bought Safe Moon when we told him to buy it early. He, he smashed and grabbed for 400K. Damn. So how I much mean, did he put in it though? Uh, I don't know. We're going to have him on the show and he's going to tell the full story. So I'm in on that. You know, Howie's keeps uh, hit me to sell, uh, take some profits. I totally agree with Howie. I'm just hedging my bets right now on 
Bitcoin, I think it could go a little uh, higher. That's just my opinion. Right, here, I'll, I'll give you my take quick, and then it's probably time for me to jam. I don't know. It's up to you. But here's, here's how I think about Bitcoin and all this stuff. So I'm going to summarize as this. Everybody's going to make a lot of money until they don't. And I think the reason they put Bitcoins into the universe, they don't give a fuck if they put $2 trillion into it. They're going to crash the global economic system, and they're going to come in with something they've already got digitized to control globally everything. And it's going to be backed by blockchain. And people are going to think this is a great idea because I've seen how all these other coins do so well. And therefore, this coin that's going to be backed by, let's call it a group of, let's call it a, XRP. Right. Special drawing rights or SDRs or something like that. Right. So XRP is the Well, they say that, but I, I can't tell you which one. I don't know. I, I was on a panel with Jim Rogers, who's a billionaire, that said, listen, you know, prior to Ford and Chevy getting out of the market, there were 500 car makers and a few made it and that's the way he sees the, these kind of digital tokens i right. think he's right they're in training us to believe <laughs> that it's okay to have digital because the control is going to come down through a major token at some point so i think they just threw a trillion dollars out some people made a lot of money it's a trading vehicle i wouldn't hold on to it for any security what the fuck soever Sheldon, if you don't mind, uh, we want to bring up something topical because you're the perfect man to bounce the idea off of. We got big news this week. The first Bitcoin futures ETF is going to pop this week under uh, the ticker BITO. So it's basically a pro shares ETF and you're going to have exposure uh, to Bitcoin futures, but not at the spot market price. So what is your take on this ETF launching and is it time to sell Bitcoin in advance of this? And I don't, I don't really know, to be honest, Chris. I, I think that the banks are trying to get in on the free-for-all and they can't do it just direct buyers because of the way that the Bitcoins are set up. So they create a futures market to be able to manipulate. So they're going to drive a lot of volatility in that. And mm -hmm. then they're going to own the up and down swings. That's yep. the only thing I know. Whether it's going to go up or down from here based on what the fuck they want, because we are just so small compared to their money, I yep. couldn't say. But that's them getting into the game to fuck the rest of us. So on that note, I would like to know what the rest of you all think, because it's our number one reader question of the week. What is going to happen when this thing pops? Guys, what's your take? What was, what, what was the end of the question? Oh, just that the, 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 the Bitcoin ETF, the okay. ProShares is going to Not be- Not when it pops, when they open it, you mean? Yeah, I'm just saying Bitcoin's been on this massive Tomato rise. Tomorrow. And a lot of people are saying now is the time to get out. Would you agree? I, Sorry, I, I, guys. I, I would My here. Hey, Sheldon, before we let you go, look at Chris's hot mom. Can I see? Let me, I can't see. Oh, hi. Hi. How are you, man? Nice to meet you. He says, how are you? Nice to meet you. Is everything okay? Oh, she wants to come in. Yeah, come on in. <laughs> yeah, let's no, let no, no. Sheldon get out of here. He's got kids and all that all stuff. Right, Sheldon, it was good okay. stuff, man. I Sheldon, you crushed it. You yeah. crushed it, dude. So, Sam, anything, anything you ever need, Sam, Anything at all, just give me a call anytime. I love you, dude. Sheldon, it was nice meeting you, and we, we look you, forward to see, uh, seeing you perform live. Well, maybe someday Triple will have me around. I love you guys. Anytime, all the time, brother. Take right, care. Man. And we're and back. We're back. <laughs> uh, guys, Sheldon's great. Um, I like him. He's got some moxie. Uh, he definitely uh, punches back. I love that. I think you liked him because he has big dick energy. That's why, Neff. BDE, baby, bring it on. Um, we don't know how eats, big, though. Well, yeah, by the way. Uh, yeah, we don't. Who eats their yo play with pounds. a fork? This guy right oh, here. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, guys, big week coming in. We've got earnings on IBM, Verizon, Love, J&J, &J, to name a few names. And, of course, Netflix, the big one. Netflix. 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 Yeah. 
Tesla, and um, I know Howie wants to talk Tesla, but I did read that Michael Burry said, I was never, quote, shorting Tesla, unquote. He said he uh, had a position, but he was not uh, shorting it as actively as people said. And he said the press blew it up to more than what it is. Is it time to short Tesla, Howie? I, I'll tell you what, I think the good news is all factored into why this thing has jumped. <laughs> In other words, I think this week, I'm not sure what day it comes out. Is it Wednesday? I, I don't know what day. I think it's Wednesday. It doesn't matter, but I think the reason it's had a huge jump and it's literally gone up in the last, uh, shit, the last month, this thing's gone from 700 up to 849. Beautiful jump. Uh, it's topped out before at 880. I think at anywhere between 860, once it hits 855, 860, I'd go out six months and I'd buy the 800 puts. I absolutely love them. I, and I haven't done it yet. I haven't talked about this yet. Every time we've traded Tesla, we've made money, whether it's going up yep, or going or down. down. We've yep. never lost money on Tesla. We've Chris and I have always made money on it. And I really think when it hits 860, 865 maybe then i go and i buy a 800 puts probably going out five six months i love them i think this thing's gonna drop i think there's holes in the armor i still don't like it i think uh burry is definitely short and he's probably gonna short more um and i will definitely let people know i'll tweet it out the day i do it so and on that note, we did make a, a call by last week on Friday on uh, DKNG, which is DraftKings. Yep. So if you're interested in following Howie uh, on that, uh, we bought the November 26 $50 calls at an average of like $2.30, $2.30, somewhere around there. Yep. It so was trading it, at 52 And Chris, we were talking on the phone. Chris, are you looking at anything? I said, yes, I am. I said, I, look at DraftKings. It, if it falls below 50 I'm probably going to buy calls on it. And it went down to 47.75, 47.80. And I called him. I showed him when I did pull the trigger. And that's where we're sitting. And I'll tell you one thing. Um, I've mentioned this a million times. I follow the hot hand. Uh, you're hotter than Georgia asphalt. So I'm going to ride your coattails oh. until they go into the ground. Um, so on that note, Evan, what about you? Uh, or how do you have any more picks of the week? Uh, um, as far as this week goes, I'm literally just, I'm people, this is a question I want to answer. I've been asked this 50 times last week. Is it too late to get in a Ford? Because this is a stock. I started pushing at 10. Uh, it's up to almost 16. No, it's not. I think this stock's probably going to 2025. Well, 25 is uh, not going to happen, but are you, I mean, if you're talking a year end target, are you saying 25? Are you saying 25? no, not year end? No, 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 no. I mean, one year out. Yeah, yeah, 2025. I absolutely. Um, I think it's a great stock. You know, I, I the other one, uh, everyone's asked me, what do you do with plug? Because it jumped up so fast. You know what? I would have taken profits at 33, 34. Some of my guys bought it back at 31. Uh, but Morgan Stanley came out, put a $40 price target on it. So you're good. It doesn't matter. They love it. The, st the company's making a lot of money. Um, it's, it's a fucking great company, man. Hydrogen is the future. And this is company, this company's just, uh, it, it's ready to just move ahead. So I loved, I love plug. I love Ford. Uh, 
AU, I texted, I texted Sam the chart two weeks ago of AU. It was if well, I don't know what it was, but I started pushing AU at 15. It's at almost $19, man. That's a you want to buy gold? Buy AU. It's a gold, it's a gold uh, ETF, man. You can't you can't go wrong with it. If you want to hedge against inflation or the market dropping, buy AU. It's 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 uh 1869, probably going to 25. That's all. Okay, so AUF and plug. Yeah. Um, Sam, what about yourself? Uh, I really want you guys to invest in nunchucks. Uh, I think uh, hand-to-hand combat, if shit hits the fans, can be very important. Uh, Have you ever used nunchucks? No. Hard by the way, it's learn. nunchucks. It's the, it's an N. It's not a uh, hard it is to, to use nunchucks. No, but I do think you should get your kids into um into boxing and jujitsu. That's my thing. If you have children, boxing and jujitsu. Krav Maga, of course. Krav Maga, of course. There's only so much space to type on the weekly. 140 characters. Yeah. Martial arts is my pick of the week. Nunchucks and martial arts. We got it. What about you? Just say martial arts, bro. Uh, And dude, Shibu Inu. I don't care what you guys say. We're just going to say Shib, and that's your pick of the week instead of all this garbage shit. No. Oh, dude. Did you just call my picks garbage, bro? I said martial arts and nunchucks are garbage. No, it's Shibu and martial arts. Okay. That's it. Okay. Fair. Those Fair. are my picks. And I'm telling you guys, I see so I I I'm psychic. <clears throat> I see something happening. I'm just telling you. Okay. I yeah. think Shibu Inu right. is a different thing. I'm telling you. I've always said there's competition in the crypto space for two dogs. So I don't have a problem with this. E? All right. I'm going back to crypto this week. About time. Back. Nope. Going back to crypto, crypto. I'm going, going back to back to crypto, but, uh, crypto. Before you say anything, Hex hey. isn't going to give it to you. Hex isn't going <laughs> to give it to you. Well, Kate, Kate came back, right? Cake? Yeah. Yeah, it did, it did come I back. I want a girl like, with a right short now. skirt and a long jacket. <laughs> Oh, you should change that nap to I want to be a girl in a skirt and a short. <laughs> okay. Well, all right. If we go on with your shut we, up, nap. Let him are do we, his are we good? let him do his goddamn pick. All right. There's been guys on our Twitter pushing this for a while, and I actually looked into it. It's Phantom FTM. Yes. And it's it's a network. I think that these these blockchains, uh, like these alternatives, are just gonna explode. Uh, if you're following our Twitter, our Cash Daddy's Twitter, I tweeted this thing from this guy on TikTok the other day, and he seems to think that there's going to be parabolic moves in the crypto space in the near future within the next few months. So like months, months worth of gains packed into one tiny little time frame, and these alts are going to go apeshit. Can we get the ticker? You, know that you do know this, this coin is up 79% in a month. Yes. Where can you get it? Uh, I th- there's like a pegged... Hold on, there's a what? You gotta get pegged. You got pegged. You got Netflix. You motherfuckers are gonna say. You gotta get pegged on Christopher Street. You gotta ride a bicycle, even though your ass still hurts. Evan, it doesn't. doesn't You gotta meet a tranny. You gotta meet a tranny named Chris. Evan, three blowjobs, blow patch on his glasses, and then go up three flights of stairs. Evan, I want to be crystal clear about one thing. If you get pegged, it does not mean you're gay. Okay. Okay. Uh, anyway, thank you. Ethereum. Voice of reason. Ethereum FTM. Okay. FTM. That's my that's my one. And then there's another one that's similar. It's polka dot. 
A lot of people are moving on to this chain po- too. Poke, oh, polka, polka dot. A lot of people talking polka dot, dog. Yeah. A lot of people will hop up polka dot. It's at, I think it's at like 40 something right now. It's at like 42 right now. All time high was at 47. I think it could absolutely just smash through that. Even if it only gets to its previous all time high, that's still a pretty good, that's still a pretty good gain. So I'm going to rock with those two. I think I'm going to pull out a cake here soon. It's been pretty stagnant, but you know, well, that once that long. happens. Four 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 a little bit more patient than a week. Four four tie. No, it's been more than a, I mean, I've been getting interest oh, from four. the from staking it, but okay. Polka. Uh, po- yep, it's a top ten crypto, Howie. Uh, no big deal. Um oh, how are you looking up polka dot is the greatest fucking old man meme ever? It's up, uh, it's up. Hey, you know polka what? Dot. It's up only twenty, it's up only nine hundred and forty-four percent a year. Yeah, great, great thing. That's like that's not bad. Like, not a big deal in crypto. No, no, a lot of, a lot uh, of dude, I think that was him at sarcasm up something nine hundred percent is pretty fucking yeah. good. Yeah. Um, guys, I've got two. Um you oh, guys you still were- gotta go. Yeah, you remember Gamble, GMBL I was into. I was holding the warrants. Yeah. Evan, do you mind bringing up the chart on this? Um, this thing had an, a very nice run up, but since then we've seen it crash. Well, since that has occurred, they are about to get their New Jersey gaming license. Remember, this is an esports play, GMBL. And then on top of that, they are into mining Ethereum. So I don't. I can't think of a better combination. Look at that chart. The yeah, that sounds like a really consistent business model. We're into gambling, but you know what else we do? We fucking mine Ethereum. We do that also, and we also deliver abortions in the Lower East Side. <laughs> well, uh, I, I don't know what else to tell you, Howie, except I think esports is the dawn. That this is the dawn of esports. I and agree. Evan's generation is going to be wagering on who scores the most points in world of warcraft or quake or whatever yep. yeah and th- and these guys have partnerships with philadelphia eagles the baltimore ravens i think it's at a buy zone so i'm getting in and Does then it get la- back to 19 no no of course not um my target on it realistically in a year is ten dollars so i think there's money to be made i think it's on it's going to rebound and then lastly, this is kind of what I want to talk to you guys about because it's a very high-tech play, and I would like to formulate, uh, finish my thesis on it. The company is called Matterport. Do you mind bringing up MTTR, Evan? So this is a fairly new company, and what they do is they're a spatial data company. So what it's they been do- been since February. Well, Howard, do you always interrupt when somebody's in the middle of their pitch? Jesus Christ. <laughs> What this company does? I mean, you does, did that to Evan, dude. Yeah, Evan, young Evan. It did happen. Okay, it, for the record, it did. Um, let me explain <laughs> to you. Do you guys? Did you see the movie Prometheus? Yes. Okay. Remember when they're on the alien uh, world, and before they go in, they throw a ball in there, and it measures everything and tells them visually what they're seeing, every yeah. nook and cranny. That's what their software does. So you could take it into a commercial application. Uh, or a business, anything, you throw it in there, it in virtu- it gives you the virtual spatial data of that building. So you can work remotely. They do, that, they do, the, they do that in real estate. Like if you want to buy a house, they yeah, go. It's so. not, this is light years ahead of that. Um, that was my initial thought too, when I saw it. So what they do is they store all their data on the cloud. Uh, their subscription revenue has increased 53% year over year. Um, the other thing is subscribers increased to 404,000 up 158% to uh, second quarter of 2020. 
this is a highly speculative tech play. Yeah, but you know what? Compared to the usual dog shit you push, I actually <laughs> like this stock. Okay. I, I want it. Like, compared to the usual shit that goes right to free <laughs> the day after you fucking push it, I will say this. This, I actually find this stock interesting because they're trading 3 million shares per day, which means the volume, some, the volume buying this. Well, here's, here's what I, I thought that too. But then I looked at it, the institutional ownership is almost nil. What it is held by is venture capital, private equity, and That's mostly public. That's right. But I'm, I'm just saying it's not, you know, publicly traded institutions. So it's private institutions that are holding it. So that's my concern that it isn't held by large institutions or yeah, but it's doing it's averaging 2.9 million it's almost a 20 dollar stock which it gives it validity yep um your thing too is the earnings per share the loss on it dollar 26 that's not too bad i mean truthfully i'm not kidding you after off all the shit you push this is actually something i would look at man i mean how well how think about the technology you you instantly have 3d uh, you know, simulations of whatever you're trying to sell, whether it's, you know, a commercial space or you're designing something and it's an app already. You can download it on the iPhone. You can Plus download Red, it on Red, Redbush likes it. Redbush is big into it. They're a, the only major institution I know that is jumped in. Now, here's the thing. It's tech. It's high growth. And this could take years. They do have some competition with Palantir. Uh, I don't think it's a moat free business but I definitely think they're going to be first to market. So I am going to ease it in, okay? I'm going to slowly slip into this position. I'm going to fire three bullets and take my time over the course of getting into this position. Because whether it slow, kind of like a fat, hairy guy you met at the bar at uh, five o'clock on a Friday. My point is I expect it could move in either direction, <laughs> but I want to basically take three bullets and take my time with it. I want to love this thing. It's, and it's an interesting stock. So MTTR and GMBL. And then I told you guys about STPL and crypto. Guys, this is my sleeper pick. I got I some love Stone Temple ground. Pilots. Yeah. <laughs> I want to take you through my wicked garden because that's so, the place to find you. Uh, STPL. And then um, Howie, I think you should tell people on OCGN, is it time to hold, time to cut the cord? Well, I'll let you know tomorrow because I told Chris on Friday that I had sold at 10. I sold some at 937, some at 1020. And in the second I sold it, it went right to 1088. Yeah. Um, and I told Chris, I told him, he'll vouch for me. I said, if it drops below nine, because I sold the first chunk at 937, if it drops below nine, I'll look to buy back. And it's at 880. <laughs> um and I may be picking up another position tomorrow. Uh, I may possibly be, do, be doing that, especially if it drops like 836, 837. We have three very important shout outs. E, can you go ahead and pull the picture up? Uh, I showed you and we need the Dodgers love let's, right now. Let's if they're tied. get it going, dude. We have three. We have three. Uh, Tony Goslin is the LA Dodgers uh, four starter. Oh, and this God. man was brave enough to approach the mound wearing these shoes that he designed himself by collecting the cat fur in his house. Now, did he kill these cats to make those no, shoes? I it's think called, he did. No, no, no. It's crafting with cat hair. I have the book. I just haven't gotten around to doing it. That's those. That's fur from his actual cats that he's made. That knitted. looks like, that's like three, you'd have to kill three cats to put that on yeah. there. I agree. But this goes to my point. I'm I the weirdo. Agree. I'm the weirdo. No, 
No, I'm not a weirdo. So uh, you're fucking as weird as they come. Okay. Shout out to our new uh, uh, TA guy. He's been killing it in the discord, jumping in there. And I, what is a TA guy? uh, Not what you think. It's an ass (laughs) technical analysis. He's been doing TA on all of our picks as well as the readers. Um, He's in the discord under um, space goat fart. And also on Twitter on sats to sense. And then, of course, we have um, uh, Char Daddies, which is Valley of the Gods. Char Daddy is the shit. Yeah. He started his own channel. Char Daddy is, follow. Is, is the best of the best. The greatest out there. I love Valley of the Gods. He's a good shit. Yeah. I love Valley it. of the Gods is a, is a oh. god. Yeah. yeah, without a doubt. And then super shout out to the Knuckle Dragger. He sent me a private DM and he said, I just want to let you know I am confirmed as your 16th fan. So that means a lot. So thank Naps you. up to even fans. <laughs> That's it. That's all I got. Keep believing, bud. Keep believing. Guys, this has been a great episode. Uh, I think it might be our best episode. I don't know. I'm just going to throw it out there. Everybody he. The fact that how we did it without a shirt on and just wore a sweatshirt just brings it home a little bit more. Again, you'll see me and Howie this weekend in Miami. And yeah. then on uh, November 11th, 12th, see myself and Neff in utah that's the one that i'm gonna open for you on yes yep thank you neff for showing kindness uh seven o'clock doors tickets will sell out to that is that november 11th yeah yeah is that your birthday yeah that's my birthday but i'm gonna be in a hospital having surgery Uh, doing what what are you getting it what are you getting done i gotta take a couple inches off i've been needing it for (laughs) years man no my girlfriend your sack my girlfriend's been complaining it's not funny anymore you got the dog ear sack Ah, she can't walk. It's not my sack. Your hammer. It's tough. Muslims it's tough. love to give up the b-hole, huh? Is that what it is? I'm a little worried about it. And the A's won again. The A's Does that mean athletics? The, A- the A's won five to four. They just beat the Dodgers. Fuck! Damn it. Walk off. Guys, bye. Bye. Evan, take us home. Shout out CD Lamb. Oh.